a big win at Climate Pledge Arena for the Seattle Kraken as they get the 3-2 victory over the Colorado Avalanche. On Wednesday's show, we talked about some keys to the game, how the Seattle Kraken could defeat the Colorado Avalanche, one of the best teams in the league. We talked about Victor Rosk, Maddie Beniers, and Jared McCann staying hot, continuing on their respective point streaks. We also talked about scoring early, having a lead through two periods. Well, Rosk, Beniers, and McCann all picked up assists, not goals, but all picked up assists on the game as you had uh, Coland, you had Jordan Eberle, and Yanni Gord score three goals in the first period. Then they were able to keep Colorado off of the board at all in the first period. They give up a goal in the second and third, but what does that mean? They scored first and they had the lead through the second period. All recipes, statistically speaking, to beat Colorado and the Seattle Kraken got it done. We'll break down this and more coming up on Thursday's episode of Locked on Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Eric Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, started the show off with my recap of yesterday's 3-2 victory over the Colorado Avalanche, one of the best teams in the league. Hope you enjoyed that recap. On this episode, we're going to get a little bit more into that win, and I'm going to get you ready for the coming, the games coming up, excuse me, uh, tomorrow, Friday, and over the weekend, because tomorrow is a Firebird Friday. That's right. We're going to focus on the Coachella Valley Firebirds, not only because the amazing Coachella, uh, you know, festival is going on, but also because the amazing Zoe Hickel works there. All of that is coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? It's a Thursday. You know what that means? That means tomorrow's Friday, but that yesterday was Wednesday. And uh, hey, Dave Haxtell, what do we call uh, Wednesdays? All right. You guys are spry and chipper today. It's good. <laughs> Why wouldn't we be? Why wouldn't we be? That's right. That's right. You're spry and chipper yourself. Well, good one today. I was just informed it was Wednesday, so it's, it's good. It's a good place to start. I'm good. Tump day, right? So good. Uh, halfway to the week. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Haxel having a little bit of fun with media. We're actually going to go back to what he said because, you know, every once in a while, I, I kind of feel good when, when I get things right or when I look at the stats and the stats, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't uh, leave me feeling foolish. And what do we talk about on hump day, on the hump day episode, we talked about the way to defeat the Colorado Avalanche was to get going early. Dave Haxtell mentioned it prior to the game. And then you're going to hear from Grubauer talking about his former team getting the win 
He got the Davy Jones hat, by the way. Uh, and how important it was to get an early jump. But first, uh, let's hear from Dave Haxel going into yesterday's game. So this was um, morning skate from yesterday, Wednesday, before playing the Colorado Avalanche. Going, it's really hard to slow this team down. So, you, you know, the, you know, the real the trick is to find a way to, to slow them down and stop them before they get going. Um, and that's easier, you know, obviously easier said than done. Um, you know, once they get moving and get going up ice, their, their D are joining or leading, you know, leading the rush. Um, and, you know, once that wave gets going up ice, it's, it's hard to defend because of their creativity and, and the pace that they play with. So, you know, we have to be good, you know, we have to be good up ice on their half of the red line. We've, you know, we've got to be good uh, in the ozone you know, and, and make sure that we're on top of them and coming up with pucks and, uh, you know, as I said, trying to stop some of that before it, gain, you know, it gets going. Everyone knew it going into that game, folks. <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche are a team on the at the top of the table, the only team to clinch a playoff berth, as we talked about on yesterday's show, for a reason. That being said, dealing with some injuries and – I picked up a few things, again, because of being able to call that game when they played the New Jersey Devils. The Devils won that game. And um, just kind of following their M.O., the big Mo, or, you know, or their uh, modus operandi, I've been following the stats. And this is a team, if you can get them frustrated, if you can get on them early, it that juggernaut of an offensive team that they are has a little bit of trouble getting going. So let's take a look at the overall stats. Um, and I mentioned that, you know, the hat went to Groovy. And here's why. Like, let's take a look at these stats. I, I mentioned it in my recap from yesterday, but look at these shots. I mean, the Seattle Kraken outshot uh, the Avalanche, but, um, you know, 27 shots is what Gruby had to face against his former team, and he made the saves. He did what he was supposed to do. 24 of 26 saves, a 9-2-6 save percentage. He was perfect on the power play. We'll scroll up here again, looking at these stats. Neither team scored on the power play. Um, you see that the hits were heavily in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. It was the Seattle Kraken that was guilty party more often than not. But the Seattle Kraken also had more blocked shots. I love that. But... It's all about how this team started. They got Coland with his second goal, Jordan Eberle and Yanni Gord getting on the board. I talked about that at the top of the show. Again, uh, Beneers, Rosk, and McCann all get assists, all score in this game, so they keep the streak alive. Victor Rosk, 500 games. Uh, and then if you watched the post-game celebration, it was Dave Haxtell that mentioned Jared McCann with his 200th game in the league. Congratulations. What a game for the Seattle Kraken. And I made a mistake, and I said that uh, the Colorado Avalanche didn't score in the first period. They scored late in the first period. It was Kale McCarr that scored. Kadri and Comfort get the, the assists there. And then they did not score in the second 
frame the second stanza and then uh they get uh Lycanin gets a goal um to make it interesting it was not a pretty third period there's definitely some things that the seattle kraken need to do to clean it up but don't take my word for it let's hear from first philip grubauer and then the man that warmed everyone's hearts all the seattle kraken's hearts the one the only jordan eberly he's the the uh, YouTube card for today's episode, uh, talking about the fans, but also just talking about how in order to win, you have to experience losing first. Really liked what these guys said post-game, so let's take you to the post-game presser. First, with the winning netminder, Philip Grubauer, defeating his former team, and then one of the alternate captains, and that would be the one, the only, Jordan Eberly. Talking a little bit about that crowd, the only the only player to have their name up in the rafters. That's us, the collective we of the fans of the Seattle Kraken, getting high praise from Everly. Well, this is the first time, of course, in team history you win three in a row. What do you think it's been, not only just about the past three games, but just lately about this team where you're not only finding consistency, but you're winning games, you're winning close games, and you're getting contributions from all over, kind of like we saw this evening? Yeah, I think the last uh, three games we played teams who are pretty skilled up front. Um, we we kind of changed our mentality a little bit. Um, especially tonight, I think we looked like a playoff team. We, le- we did all the right things. Um, from in our zone, from the forecheck into the neutral zone, we were like supporting each other. Um, we were on top of like the puck, PK, special teams, like a really good job. And and it's, um, yeah, you, over the last couple games, it's small pieces, small little details that uh, then I think today was uh, a complete game, end up in a complete game. You saw a little extra fist pump from you at the horn there. Is there a lot of extra emotion being your old team? Yeah, for sure. Um, they're the best team in my mind in the league. Obviously, they're missing some major pieces with Miku, EJ, Landy. Um, Nas was back today. Taves are back there. Um, they have almost five forwards on the ice, so it's an extremely tough team to play against, uh, especially in in our zone. And um, they have they have the depth to uh, to make up for those missing pieces, uh, but they're still. Really good team. How important is it to jump on a team like that early, just given given all the firepower? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We did the right things early on. We won the faceoff, got it in. Um, we battled it in their corner. We battled it out and won won those uh, won the fifty fifty pucks. And yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a great great play by by all of those guys on on those goals. At times this year, we've talked to you after what's been some really difficult losses. So to do this after what's a big deal for this team? Like, yes, there's the context of it, but like, what's it like to see this in, in this moment? Yeah, um, you know, it's always fun winning. I mean, you get to finally get on a bit of a streak here and get three in a row. Um, yeah, we're, we're playing better hockey. I think, um, you know, it's nice to, to finish off like this homestand three in a row, give the fans something to cheer about. Um, they've kind of been with us all season. I think it's kind of a tribute to them. They've... I mean, the first class, I mean, the, honestly, the best I've had in my career maybe in in the aspects of the, how the team's doing and, and they're there for us every night. So, um, you know, I thought tonight we played a full 60 minutes. Uh, we had saves. We had a good kill. We had a good power play. Um, 
you know, obviously came out with a great start and getting a jump on them. And, um, you know, we knew they were going to have a push in the third period and even the end of the second, which they did. But we, we tempered it and found a way to win. When you go up quickly two to nothing like that and then three nothing, I mean, how, how much, I don't want to say easier, but how much more effective does it make what you're trying to do to slow them down? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Any, I mean, honestly, any team you go up three nothing early, it's 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 a bonus. Um, we, uh, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, against these guys, you understand that they have the firepower to be able to just easily come back from that. I think we're just, you know, we're learning. Um, I've always found that, you know, you, winning and losing is such a fine line in this league. I mean, when you're on the the losing side of it, you you tend to think the world is ending, but you don't understand how close you are to actually being there. Um, and then when you finally start to, you know, get leads and then you blow them, um, you know, you're just getting that much closer. It's just, and it's that much harder when you're losing it. Um, and then you, you learn how to win. That's, that's just how it is in this league. You, you, you learn um, the, the little individual plays and the wall plays and the battles in front and, and stuff that really doesn't seem to make a difference in, in, in maybe the spectator's eye. But it, as you play the game long enough, you, you understand that those are the plays that, um, you know, get you over the hump to get to win. So, um, and that's what it comes down to in the playoffs. That's kind of what I've experienced. Those little plays are, are what it takes to get to that next level and win hockey games. And I think we're starting to figure it out a bit. Um, so, I mean, you know, the biggest thing is just trying to, you know, create and build some momentum. And, and obviously we know the situation where all the playoffs, but, you know, you want to try to create something moving into next year. Oh, and I just realized I've been in the little box all this time. Well, there you go. You heard from Eberly. You saw the stats and facts from yesterday. You heard from Philip Grubauer as well. Again, everyone in that Seattle Kraken locker room knew that this was going to be a contest where they had to come out early, they had to get it done, and had to bunk, hunker down, excuse me, and uh, really tighten up in certain areas. Definitely saw gains in that area. Um, always, always looking for improvements. Obviously, that's something that Dave Haxtell talked about too, but they knew what they had to do and more or less got it done. So um, coming up next, though, on Locked on Kraken, I want to get into a little bit more of the stats and facts and a, a special moment that the Seattle Kraken had with uh, what some people might consider an opponent on the ice, depending on how you feel, how the game was officiated. Uh, but we're going to get into some of the analysis from Allison Lucan and Andy Ide with a special story. That's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, let me tell you about Shady Rays. It's an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 glasses for a fraction of of the price. We're talking polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. And also, this is something that you won't find anywhere else in what is what compelled me who just misplaced her glasses to uh get in on this sweet, sweet deal that I'm going to tell you about in a little bit. You won't find this anywhere else because Shady Rays has an insane protection program. Shady Rays includes includes a lost and broken protection on every pair of their shades. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happens. So give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus 10 meals 
are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners here on the Locked On NHL Network, you can head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get 50, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Are you going to be one of them? I think you should be. I know I ordered my pair. Can't wait to show you my new blue lights that I have with, again, that insane protection policy. So go over to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 50, 50% off a pair of two or more of the Shady Rays glasses. Hey, hey, we're coming back. I know I played it at the top of the show, but in case you missed it, my recap of locked uh, or excuse me, my recap of the Seattle Kraken win over the Colorado Avalanche for Locked On Kraken was also a part of Locked On Now. It is our show where we have the hosts from around the network, around the NHL channel, and other experts give you the rundown, the 411, everything that you need to know what happened in the league that Sunday through Thursday. Check it out. It's available on YouTube and of course is available wherever you listen to audio podcasts available 100% free to all of our listeners. All right, folks, I told you we're going to get into the stats. We're going to get into the facts and also just like a feel good story. But, um, you know, I told you that sometimes the stats make me look good, and I have had this person on the podcast, guest of the show, friend of the show, mentor, and just overall gem. As far as my estimation, that is the one, the only Allison Lucan gave you a post-game recap, so let's get into it. Um, we're going to see it right here in just a moment. So post-game instant analysis by Allison Lucan. I love, I, I mean, I just can't say enough about Allison. So let's just get into her work so I can stop doting over how amazing she is. And you can just see it for yourself. Playing the top team in the West, Seattle's authoritative start seals the 3-2 win over the Avalanche. Yanni Gord! Ooh, the ping pong reference. Uh, I didn't get it, but apparently it's a song. Very cool. Love it. That's the one and only John Forslund on the, on the microphone giving us the goods. Uh, so again, we talked about this yesterday. Allison writes, quote, Just looking at the schedule, this game was supposed to be a big challenge. Colorado came to Seattle with two previous wins over the Kraken, the best record in the Western Conference, and tied for the most points in the league. But that's why you play the game. Of course, I added a little inflection here. I don't exactly know how Allison wanted this portrayed. I hope you, uh, Allison, that is, um, can appreciate my dramatic reading of your work. All right, here it goes. As we continue, quote, the Kraken came out confident. Yanni Gord's line took on the task of quieting the Avs' top line that includes Nathan McKinnon and succeeded. The forwards were backed by Adam Larson, Vince Dunn, by the Adam Larson, Vince Dunn pairing that also tilted the ice Seattle's way. Cole Lind opened the scoring in the first two minutes 
Four minutes later, Jordan Eberle added a goal. And before the period was over, Gord would be rewarded for his body of work by bouncing in a puck net front for what would become the game-winning score. Colorado would add two goals, but did not mount a significant attack until late in the third. And as he had the majority of the game, Philip Grubauer stood tall and turned away 57 of 59 pucks sent his way. Let's look at the game by the numbers. All right, so here's what I like. Y'all know how I feel about the defense. I feel strongly about the defense. And according to this chart and the amazing Allison and Allison Lucan and of course Sports Logic, what do we see here? I like these entry denials. Over half of the entries denied, denied by the Seattle Kraken. I like it. Um, you know, we see the shot quality also favored the Seattle Kraken at a 1.88 to the 1.45 for the Avalanche. Top offensive team in the league. Shot attempts on the power play uh, favored the Avalanche, uh, but the shots on goal favored the Kraken, and the quality shots also favored us as well, us being the Seattle Kraken. Um, and... You know, I, I just love, I don't know what all of these numbers mean, but you know what? There's an article for that because Allison Lucan is amazing. So I'll link this up as well. Uh, this is how you will know looking at the scoreboard every single time, but I'm learning and that's what I love. That's what I love about bringing in, in this case, we're talking about analytics, but when people bring in other elements to the game we all benefit. So that's Allison Lucan. I also told you Andy Ide had a pretty nice story as well that I wanted to show off. I've got some amazing people that are affiliated with the Seattle Kraken, either covering them officially for the Seattle Kraken team and uh, for the NHL or, you know, <laughs> People like me or Emerald City Hockey or The Sound of Hockey now has a YouTube channel. Did you know that? I knew that. Did you know that? You should check it out. Um, but it's just amazing. We are so lucky. You know, I got to shout out also my guy, my guy, Ryan S. Clark. Been killing it for the athletic, but veteran linesman Vaughn Rohde worked his last NHL game Wednesday right back in the city where his Canadian hockey dream started with the Western Hockey League, and it's amazing. Um, you know, what a full circle moment. So the Seattle Kraken, there's been some video, but they all it formed a line, just like you do a handshake line at the end of the game with your opponent. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, kind of uh, playing around tongue-in-cheek here, but every once in a while it kind of does feel like the officials are the opponent. But in this case, it was all about just honoring 53-year-old uh, who, quote, chose Seattle to be the setting for his last game because he'd lived in the area for the past 30 years. He moved to an apartment in Federal Way from his hometown of Winnipeg at the age of 24 to pursue his dreams of working in the NHL. There was an opening with the Western Hockey League for a Seattle-based official, and he jumped on it. The hockey fan in Rhodey will live on, but don't expect him to be critical of the officials or yell offside from his couch or the stands. Quote, I've always been a fan of the game, 
Rhodey said, I'm a fan of great players, and I think I'm more of a fan of better human beings. There's a lot of guys in the National Hockey League I pull for because they're good people. I have 78 teammates, NHL linesmen and referees, that are all the best people in the world. I will be pulling for them because I know how difficult the job is. It does take a special human being to be inside the glass blowing the whistle. It takes a lot of courage to do this job, and they'll never hear from me in a negative way. Everything will be positive. Ah, bravo, Andy. Bravo, Rhodey. Congratulations on a fantastic career. I mean, you just love to see it. I did not get to choose, or I didn't know that my most elite level of playing sports was done. I, I didn't know my last game was my last game. I didn't know my last hit was my last hit. I didn't know my last put out was my last put out. That's what you call it when you catch the ball on the fly. I don't choose these words just to be clear. Um, I didn't know. Um, I did come to terms, uh, or I did leave the sport on my own, own terms, but I didn't know. I didn't have that moment to take everything in. And I don't know. Sometimes I wish I would have known if I would, I have, you know, taken a little bit of extra time in the outfield, looked around a little bit more. I don't know. Um, so I'm a little bit obsessed with the people getting to go out on their own terms. So I love that story. I hope you enjoyed my, uh, you know, dramatic reading of Allison Lucan's work and Andy Ide's work, both amazing in their own right and respect. So make sure you're giving them a follow. If you want to read those articles in toto, <laughs> you can check the show notes because I have them linked as well as the link to uh, how you can uh, figure out what those post-game analytics things are really saying because I have to, I know I have to look at that link every once in a while. Analytics, not my ministry, but I test and talking about storylines. I can do that for days and coming up on this episode of locked on Kraken again, I'm going to get you ready for game day because tomorrow we're going to have a very special episode, a very special guest, the one and only Zoe Hickle. And we are going to give all of our time tomorrow to our first official firebirds Fridays where we're going to dedicate time to talk about what will be the AHL affiliate of the one and only Seattle Kraken. Fire and ice, baby. Fire and ice. You know, I was rooting for Phoenix. Phoenixes. I think it's just Phoenix, even if it's plural. I have an affinity to the uh, story of the Phoenix. I talking about, you know, my last put out. <laughs> was with uh, when I was a member of the Elon Phoenix softball team. So I have a thing for Firebirds and I have a thing for the Seattle Kraken. And that thing is this show, Locked on Kraken. So coming up next, we're going to get into game day. We're going to get you ready for the next two Seattle Kraken games again over the weekends. Uh, so I guess uh, Friday night and then again on, or excuse me, uh, on Sunday night, we'll get social media recaps and then we'll kick off Monday back at it. Uh, but for right now, let me tell you about Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs. Ooh, and it's getting spicy. Also, Drake, what's up, bro? All I don't know. He's getting pretty comfy with Embiid. How do y'all feel about that? I don't know. 
I just know what I see on social media. Anyway, but that's why betonline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information because they have everything from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. So head to the website today or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, all right, all right. As promised, we're going to get you ready for the game days coming up. And on Friday, that's tomorrow, we're taking on the Minnesota Wilds. Now, here we go. Here we go. I love Alexis uh, from Bar Down Beauties. I love Jesse from Bar Down Beauties. Both of them um, actually... Alexis and Jesse. Those are the names of my two sisters. So I always remember <laughs> who hosts that show. And, uh, but I do have a little bit of a gripe. I saw on the social meets, on the social media, that apparently not just your hosts for Locked On Wild, but also Bar Down Beauties, apparently they think it's super cute to uh, just drag anyone and everyone that the wild will play. Seth, Alexis, Jesse, I'm going to need you to pump the brakes. We're on our longest winning streak, baby. Three whole games. Take, take that big mo on our side. Ha! Look at that. Okay. All right. You have 48 wins. Whatever. We've got 26. What do you got to say to that? Do you have Maddie Beneers? No, we have Maddie Beneers. So I'm going to need you to shut your pie hole, stop using your little Twitter fingers, and calm it down. I am joking, somewhat, uh, somewhat, but Seth, Jesse, Alexis, we'll see what happens. Last time these two teams played, throw this graphic up for you. This is the full snapshot that we usually talk about. Again, we got another game to, to recap, so I'm going to keep it super tight. Uh, the Minnesota Wild did get the last win um, on November 13th. But you know who won our first meeting? You know who did that? We did. The Seattle Kraken did. That's right. We got a 4-1 win over the big, bad Minnesota Wild. Ugh. Whatever. In their last 10 games, they are 7-1-2. You know, we're we're at 500 power play. They've got uh, the 19th best power play overall. We're at 29 with a 14.4% clip. PK, we're right in uh, the same the same range there. 75.6% power play for us, 26th overall in the league. They're at a 75.7. And then you've got, of course, the goals for. They score at a 3.66 rate, three goals, over three goals a game. We're not even at three goals a game. We let up over three goals a game, and they let up about three goals a game. Uh, all right, some other stats and facts worth noting. Um, I want to do this because it really did make a difference um, for yesterday's game. Now, when the Minnesota Wild score first, they are 33-7-1. Yikes! Okay, so once again, Seattle Kraken have to get cracking, if you will, early. 
Um, when they, they being the Minnesota Wild, are leading after the first period, they are 31-1. and They've only lost one game in regulation when they were leading after the first period. What about the second period? Oh, it's like, what? 32-0-3. and um, if they're tied after the second period, it's only happened nine times, nine, two and zero. Oh. So we basically have to make sure that they're trailing after two periods, because then the odds are in our favor because the wild are seven, 19 in regulation and four. So here's the, it's the same. It's, you know, manifest win repeat as my shirts that I sell say. Go check that out at Power Forward, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm just saying. Just like we had with the Colorado Avalanche. We're coming on a three-game win streak, baby. Longest in franchise history. Take that, Minnesota Wild Podcasters. (laughs) Of course, I'm joking. It's a little ridiculous that our longest win streak is three games. But you know what? Just just like Everly said, you got to lose to know how to win. We did a lot of losing this season, so I think that bodes well for the future. Anyway, if we can have the lead after two periods, we, statistically speaking, are in a good position to get this win over the Minnesota Wild. I want it. I want it. I want it. Why? Pourquoi? Porque? Because Minnesota Wild folks are yapping, yappity yap running their trap. So I want this win. Uh, you know, they've got a new goaltender. Might've heard of him. Mark Andre Fleury. I, I mean, you know, that is something to keep in mind, but as Allison Lucan wrote, that's why we play the games. Uh, uh, you see how it all ties in. I love when that happens. All right. Up next on April 23rd, 8 p.m. Eastern time, we're taking on the Dallas Stars. Now, uh, we lost to them in the first game of the series. That was back on January 12th. Uh, But then on April 3rd, recent history, we got the 4-1 win. Now, Dave Haxtell said this about the game about Colorado. We played that clip earlier in the show. He's not thinking about the totality of the series. And I think he made some great points. They've got a lot of personnel that's gone. They've got new personnel. That being said, Big Mo, baby. I like Big Mo for us. I like Big Mo for us. We've got some momentum. We've got some motivation. Some of these guys, it's been said, Sprong has said it, Rosk has said it, they're playing for contracts, whether with the Seattle Kraken or somewhere else. So there's stuff on the line, not a playoff spot in our, in our you know, season, but there's definitely stuff on the line, including playing for pride. Let's continue that streak. Three games, make it five after the next two days. Why not? Who's to say? And I'm going to borrow this from my beloved Mets. You got to believe. You got to believe, right? New York Metropolitans, Seattle Metropolitans, let's go. You got to believe. Or, as we like to say in the year 2022, hold fast, stay true, 
Let's go cracking. Tomorrow's episode, the one and only Zoe Hickel from the Coachella Valley Firebirds is going to join Locked on Kraken. She's going to make her debut. But as you will hear us say multiple times, we're just going to have to have her come back. She makes a pretty hard sell for why we should go check out the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And you know what? I'm here for it. But if you want to know all about that, you're going to have to tune in to tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken. If you want to know how I'm feeling about the game, again, it's on Central Time, baby. The next two games on Central Time. I'm very excited. Then follow me on social media. It's right there for you. Uh, excuse me. Now it is right there for you at elandz 8 And, of course, you can follow Locked on Kraken. I mentioned it before, but it's so nice that I'll say it twice. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go Kraken. I will be here tomorrow, although I've already recorded that. So I'll see you in real time on Monday. Have a great weekend. Let's go crack in. Pew!